naturally occurring psychoactive compound, psilocybin, is found in over 200 species of mushrooms. Despite their millennia of use by humans for mental and spiritual well-being, they have been classified falsely among the most dangerous and illegal of substances. Locked away from those who need them most. The Psilocybin Chronicles documents the individuals who courageously consume, collect, or cultivate these mushrooms to improve the quality of their lives. Won't you join us as we welcome the return of psilocybin? Welcome back to Michael Meditations, Psilocybin Chronicles. I'm your host, Eric Osborne. You know the routine, folks. I'm not in it. If it's illegal, I'm not down. Not my podcast, not my program, not my thing. Been there, done that. So don't get any wrong ideas. I do get people hitting me up on Facebook and Instagram and stuff and wanting to know if I'll ship them mushrooms from Jamaica. Fuck no, I won't ship you mushrooms from Jamaica. Jesus Christ. I tell you. Anyway. <laughs> the existence of men like Congagenus, the guest amount for this episode, give us a glimpse into the intelligence that is behind the eyes of every human, in the cell of every organism, in the breeze, and in the stones. A man of great wisdom, he is not a man of academia. Conga reads the soil, he reads the waves, and he reads the hearts of those he meets. He's a farmer a family man, and I am proud to say a friend of mine. He's been a teacher of mine for more than 16 years, and I've seen him teach academics a thing or two. His smile, his piercing eyes, his rope-like locks that drop to the ground, the strength of his presence command every ounce of respect that he deserves. And it's the same respect that he gives to everyone he meets. I came to Jamaica all those years ago to visit Conga's brother Viking, who I met in the States, and I was likewise considering him a teacher of mine for a time. In recent years, though, I've wondered if it was rather Conga who has played a more formative role in my continued philosophical and spiritual understandings of this life that we're in. Uh, got all kinds of teachers, right? His wife, Doreen, who you've already heard from, has been a bit more of a public partner, let's say, over the last few years. But trust me, King Kanga, na not na guan in FM yard without him say so. <laughs> Kanga is the, he is the man. He is the man behind it all. Um, and I'm so happy to finally have him on this podcast and just so happy to so happy to be working with him. And that our work is helping him and his wonderful family. Won't you join me in welcoming Conga Genius, also known as Anthony, <laughs> to the Psilocybin Chronicles. All right, Conga, welcome to the Psilocybin Chronicles. Come yeah, on, no respect. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, Conga, if you have an ounce of respect for me, you have no idea how much that means to me. Well, you know, sir, I have more than ounce. I have pounds oh, of respect. Well, <laughs> we've been going on for probably 15, 20 years. I don't know. 
We always think good of you and never find any fault. We always have you as a very nice You ain't looked hard enough. You ain't found no faults. <laughs> well, in between movements from them time on time, there we always see good thing in you and it all show up now that you are a very nice person. Uh-huh. So respect you always, 100%. Oh, thank yeah, you, sir. Well, massive, uh, massive respect to you, yeah, sir. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think we got more to come. Kong and I have an ongoing conversation that I'll be sharing. I think some information with my audience about down the road here. Uh, so, Conga, yeah, you could take mushrooms with anybody from any time in history, uh, or even just right now. Who, who would that be, and why? Well, so far I take it with Doreen, and I think Doreen would be the perfect person for me anytime. And that's the first person I would do it with. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm comfortable with she, and I think she's comfortable with me. Also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had the same answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you all have. That's one of the things that has really impressed me so much over the years is your relationship that between the two of you all just how much you all really love each other and really just show up for each other yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful people in general you know because you see when you live a life of respect not only to yourself but it's yourself first then you bring it on to others Mm. and that is the key you know respect others just like yourself or yourself just like others and it days off you know absolutely yeah man. absolutely uh so when you first heard of these magic mushrooms when when was that well i heard of it long time ago but i never really think about it in this kind of ways until i meet you and we'll have this kind of little conversation until it get deeper and deeper until the business started so i never really think about it but you, as any, you you had heard. I mean, because even like, wasn't it? Wasn't it some of your family had taken some mushrooms? Yeah. Hey, weren't these mushrooms that you picked? Yeah, man. <laughs> that that was about probably about five years before you come around. Okay. Yeah, man. But the way how them do it, it was very scary. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I've heard some stories about that night. Yeah, man. God, them never understand. And the person who gave it to them didn't understand mm-hmm. how to give it to them and talk to them and let them know about. So, yeah, them yeah. Go, them go the wrong way. I know? think it was, must have been, I don't know if it was the first time I came down, but it was very shortly after when I first came, uh, you had had some in the freezer. Uh, and they were for listeners that would know they're uh, a Peniolus tropicalis, um, a relatively mild psilocybin mushroom. Um, but you had been they showed up in your farm. Yeah. How did how did you know that they were the 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 psychoactive mushrooms? Well, people that come around, some guests. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have some locals that come around and do it in Negril, so they mm-hmm. show us. And this virgin from New Hampshire. Okay. Him come around and him used to do it a lot. When you were young, did you hear talk about the mushrooms in the grill or at yeah, all? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay. And it was just like a tourist thing. This is what the tourists yeah. do. Yeah. And we see it as drugs at them time. They'll mm-hmm. go in and get their full understanding of it. So 
we had it as a very bad drugs. Okay. But just, just like how them used to sell marijuana as drugs. Mm-hmm. But over the time we realized these things are so natural, they are far away from being mm-hmm. drugs mm-hmm. because they are mm-hmm. in a natural farm, so it can't be drugs. So Yeah. Now, I'm actually really in- interested right now uh, in kind of your personal journey with cannabis, but we'll save that for another conversation. Uh, so you, ha- you had this kind of idea that they were a, a, a negative drug, uh, and then when your family took them from what you saw happen, that probably reinforced that belief. Yeah, yeah, because them have it the wrong way, and it never give off a good reaction. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. even looked like, no, this is the proof. It is right. a bad thing. Right, right. Yeah. And, and then... I'm I'm guessing that it's was it through the retreats or was it before the retreats that your understanding started to change? Well, during the retreats, we kind of really see it working or using differently. Mm-hmm. So it was during the retreat. No, then I realized that it's not what I used to hear. So what what is it to you then? Well, no, I see it as a smooth, relaxing, more in depth, a good thing that clear. Mm. clear the mind and give you a more balance well i see it just like herb and it give me that kind of feeling more like when i drink a strong drink a, a cup of herb tea, you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. yeah it give me that kind of in-depth nice smooth feeling you never want to miss it you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's so smooth so you, have you have you yourself then not had any really challenging experiences with mushrooms yet? You mean before this time? No, like well, when you've ta- when you've taken mushrooms, oh, ha- has it been it, smooth overall? Have you had some bumps there? Or? Yeah, the first time it was so smooth, I just wanting to get the second. <laughs> <laughs> but the second, first time I do two, mm-hmm. two grams. Mm-hmm. The second time I do three. I think the tree was a little heavy, so it wasn't as smooth and relaxed. Okay. So I preferred it too. Okay. So how? What? In what ways? Like how? How would you describe that the the second trip? If it wasn't as 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 relaxing and as easy, what what was the experience like? It gave me a little kind of fear, like okay, yeah, like a panicky. Uh-huh. I even when I was. Beside Doreen, I tried to get closer to her some time when it's coming on intense, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause it kind of have a wave, like it come and goes, and it comes smooth, and it come a little tight. And mm-hmm. Yeah, so the first one was just smooth, smooth, smooth right through. Mm-hmm. This one have a little more tightness, a little more heavy, you know. So, But it was very good, you know. The only thing I was trying to get it out. I didn't relax mm. as in the first mm-hmm. one. So that was the thing. If I would have just relaxed. But when you don't know what is next, you tend to tighten up. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like it was doing anything bad or what. It was me doing the wrong thing. I wouldn't relax myself, you know. So even if I do it again and I do three, I would I realize I would have to just smooth out, let go. 
Sometimes when I make a, some herb tea and I make it too strong, I get that same kind of reaction. But soon okay. I realize I just the herb man and I relax and everything smooth down, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I just that. So what do you what do you feel like has been the benefit of of you working with psilocybin so far? Well, the benefits I don't really certain about the benefit because only two time I really do it, you know. So. All I can say it's just like the herb, it make you feel relaxed, make you feel smooth, you straightforward. But I never really get anything for saying I hit this or that. Probably I need to do it more to kind of say yes, this is what it gives or not, you know. So how well how would you characterize your experiences then? I mean, because when we've talked about them, we've had they've been pretty pretty strong experiences. Right, and yeah. so like what what kind of like what's going on in there? What are what are you experiencing? And and I'm you know I'm asking you particularly because I think that you having such a deep connection with nature is is that's seems like it is uh, amplified, right? From what I've understood from your mushroom experiences, so can you talk a little bit about kind of what you're what you're experiencing? Well, I don't, I don't fully recall the moment at this moment mm-hmm. that I had during them time. Mm-hmm. The first one I know, I feel so good because I meet my son that I lost, and him give me a good encouragement. Him even tell me that. He's the one that brought you here. Mm. And you are a good person and everything will be all right and I should just keep working and keep the family together. The second time, him tell me that I need to do some exercise because I always have some pain in my foot down to the tarsh, I'll say. Mm-hmm. He said, and I should massage that and even them Pitney have it too. So it's like a family thing. I should huh. keep working under here, you know. Uh-huh. And so so both times you've dosed, you've, in, you've encountered? Yeah, both times I do it. Huh. I'm coming in front of me. Hmm. And he's the one that is saying that he's the one direct you here. Really? Yeah. And him tell me that life was not what... I thought that what he wanted here because it was nice for him, so that is why he go away. But he is not dead. Mm-hmm. That's what he told me. So I'm saying he's here looking over us. He brought you here and things will always be good. Wow. Yeah. I so didn't I never got it, that so it was so nice meeting him <laughs> in living reality. Yeah. So that was what I got. What was was he his his same age as when he passed, or has he had? Well, I never really see him. Yeah. No, he's only talking, talking okay, okay. to me. I never really see him physical. What it was just him getting to me. What? Yeah. So what do you make of all that? Um, well, that made me feel so it is even better. Because I would always want to meet him 
in my uh, thoughts mm-hmm. outside of using the mushroom and know that I use a mushroom and meet him that make the mushroom even nicer for me mm-hmm. and I don't see him but the re- reasoning that thing give me make me feel happy mm-hmm. yeah but can give me a future thinking and a future even a journey see this little mm-hmm. boy mm-hmm. he said he's the one that give us a journey so that we could touch him and feel him again because mm-hmm. he represent him his my son that died mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. i'm saying give us that little boy that we could touch him and feel him again so that was what thing told us told me so over the years you know I, I have had experiences that um it very much seemed like one my grandmother uh who passed away when i was like seven or eight and she actually the last mushroom trip i had I felt like I had this instance where she was there, her presence was there, and she was uh, telling me like how special I was to her and that she was with me always and whatnot. And I have very often kind of gone back and forth on what what's really happening, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I don't really have any solid thing to say about it. I'm open to any possibility. Um, but as particularly as more and more people start to eat mushrooms, right? Yeah. This begins, becomes popular again and more yeah, commonplace. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think we should make of these experiences or, or how should we kind of, what kind of lens should we maybe look at them through? Well, I don't really certain what this is like, as them would say virtual reality, just, the future, the past, and the present coming one. So all I could say it is mm. the best thing to keep doing and keep processing and work with it. And the outcome will be great. I don't know what it might be or what it will be, but just have to keep doing good work and mm. whatever will be, that will be what it is. So just have to keep pushing with it. Yeah, yeah. So, but do you think? Do you think is it is it helpful or unhelpful, or does it matter if we start talking in language of like spirits and that kind of stuff, or the ancestors? Like, like, I mean, one part of me says that okay, whatever you experienced is real because you experienced it, yeah, and that's all there is to it, yeah. and you don't need to bother with all the questions about is it. A spirit or is it a memory or whatever yeah, yeah. right it it's what you experience so yeah, that man. makes it real do, do you what are your thoughts there well i don't think it should matter what comes out you know because what comes out is what you get so <laughs> i think you should just let what comes out or what you get comes out whether, as you say, talks in tongues or whichever language or wherever and however it comes out, then you just let it flow. Mm-hmm. Because it is magical. That's why it's near magic mushroom. <laughs> so you don't have any control over it. Mm-hmm. You just work with what the end process is. And I think it will all be good because I don't see anything bad since working through or seeing the people mm-hmm. moving around. Mm-hmm. Everything's smooth and nice. So I think the future looking great. 
<laughs> and it can only get better. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel that as well. Uh, and it's and it seems like maybe the more if we try to box in or explain or say this is what this experience was, then like we're actually getting further away from that just real. raw, real yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a, a balance in like talking through what we experience uh, and also just like letting it be without any any words yeah. you know um probably one of the um I, I think one of the most humbling aspects of the mushroom experience is that i can't describe the vast majority of it and you know humans like that's what we try to do is just describe everything and yeah yeah if we can't find words yeah because it's like the feeling or what you're going through at that time a lot of time it's unexplainable mm -hmm. because some feelings like death for instance when you have a death is like it's beyond explanation it's beyond words you know it's mm -hmm. a feeling so the mushroom is something like that our love when you have deep love is like words can't express it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so a lot of things words is not even enough to explain how deep, how good, how nice, how clear, or whatever it is, mm -hmm, you know. So, mm -hmm. a lot of time there is just an experience that you'll have to go through to find the real thing mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. So, that's it. Oh, hello, Myco team. I have a question. Um, it's regarding storage of mushrooms. I mean, for those of us who um, feel that they need to. Um, take regular doses of um, psilocybin in order to keep our anxiety or depression or just generally our life in check. Um, what's the best way to store uh, mushrooms? I mean, um, I've generally found that um, I grow far too much that I can consume, really. Um, and storing it would be very useful. And I've also found that they lose their potency over time. You know, after six months, they're not so strong. And after a year, they're more or less useless, really, for what I need them for. Um, I know that putting them in the freezer is rubbish because they turn to mush. Um, the way that I do it currently is um, dry them on a windowsill um, and then put them in a mason jar with some desiccant wrapped in some tissue paper. And that's where I leave them. Um, I'm wondering if there are better ways to store mushrooms in order that they retain their potency all right so there is a lot going on in that question there i think dan uh i'd love to address this uh kind of regular dosing that is um brought up by our questioner initially but maybe we don't have the space for that right now i think that is something really important and relevant to talk about especially as the public conversation around psilocybin keeps kind of push into this single experience is this life-changing thing that makes it seem like psilocybin is something that doesn't need to be part of a healthy lifestyle like it's just a one-time occurrence but what our questioner is really talking about is storage so dan what do you what do you think you can throw into this conversation uh well first of all the uh the drying on the window seal is uh not a good idea no and food dehydrators are surprisingly cheap <laughs> yeah 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 well what is it about the window pane that's not such a Good thing. Uh, 
the UV rays are going to weaken your mushrooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I wonder, I don't know if that's over time, because I've certainly stored mushrooms in a freezer for a year and not seen a significant decrease in potency myself. Did you freeze them fresh or dry? Oh, dry, of course. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what our, our listener is uh, referring to when he says throwing them in the freezer mm-hmm. is, what do you say, bollocks or malarkey or whatever it was uh and because they turned to mush and i'm guessing that that would be fresh mushrooms right. because fresh mushrooms will absolutely the cell walls will bust just like any type of fruit or vegetable that you freeze fresh um and it'll just be just a nasty glob of slimy mush when you thaw them out but if you dry them and then freeze them i've found that to be the most effective way and if you really want to uh top it off um I used to vacuum seal them. Yep. Because it's, it's air uh, and UV rays are the two things that will uh, destroy potency more than anything. Heat also is a factor, particularly for silicin. Um, mm. And there are ways to dry, to preserve silicin with just like low heat drying. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the space and time, you can just use a fan and then dry them initially with a fan until they get i don't know 75 to 90 percent dry and then put them into a container with a with a desiccant like he's saying uh and that will further dry them out until they're just like crackers uh, and then vacuum seal them and put them in a freezer and your mushrooms could have potency for a year yeah yeah uh so uh aside from that anything else there as far as storage and Capsules are good. The capsules also do really well to if you encapsulate them quickly to maintain potency because again you're cutting out the air exposure. Um, mm-hmm. So I will add to that when um, you grind the mushrooms into a powder and then you dump that powder out, you should watch the humidity where you uh, where you're doing oh, your capsuling yeah, yeah. at. Well, yeah, I mean even any stage of the drying. You know, they're so super absorbent yeah. that if they uh, sit for an hour or two in a humid room, then previously fully dried mushrooms will become soft anyway. And couldn't, then that's going to bring in mold. And you definitely don't want mold on your mushrooms, you know. Yeah. Um, and if you have mushrooms and they're a little bendy still and smell a little funky. Yeah. Cracker. Yeah. They got to be like a cracker. Remember that when I remember when I was younger and people said that the reason that you tripped on the mushrooms is because they had some funky mold growing on them. That was at least what I was told. The blue <laughs> was this whatever some kind of mold that almost killed you and yeah, all, all kinds, kinds of, of fake fuckery, news. Man. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but please, folks, please, folks. You know we are not advocating for cultivation of illegal mushrooms. I, I know that some of you will do that, and I guess you know if anything, we just kind of want to give you some. Uh, some some safety tips that will prevent spoilage and bacteria and molds and things that could make you sick because any any type of improperly stored food uh, is subject to some pretty funky stuff that can make you really sick. So you know this is more of a harm reduction than anything. So get a food dehydrator, get a vacuum sealer right next to it. Boom boom throw in the freezer yeah you're good to go you're good to go it's a, 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 a solid investment and you know this all mushrooms can be treated the same for the most part so okay great cool. great question thanks for uh, submitting that listener yeah thanks for participating
truer words could not be said. And while words won't truly do it justice, we will be back next episode with the rest of this conversation with Kanga. Enough respect. Was I like so-